America, America. Yes. Hey. That's I'm right. That's right. How's your uh, nation's birthday treating you so far? You know, we are going to escape to uh, Laguna. Take Mr. Lincoln for his second hotel escape. Um, Love it. Love to hear it. And, uh, you know, just do some beach time. What about you? Um, Staying here. There is a pool. We will be near it. We will grill meats. We will take naps. Um, It's a four-day weekend. Never needed it worse. Uh, I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, I'm going to I'm going to drive up to Santa Barbara tomorrow to get a case of wine from Folded Hills just to get in a car and go somewhere and then turn around and come back. That's wow. my thing. It's exciting, isn't it? You're a very loyal customer to this place. Well, yeah, I mean it's a good place. Their rosé, fantastic. We are they are not a sponsor yet. Um, however, also not a sponsor, but someone I would like to shout out. Friend of the show, John Benjamin Hickey. Oh, yes. Um, He is having quite a month, quite a summer. Uh, He is one of the patients in uh, this current season of In Treatment, which I believe just uh, had its season finale on HBO or HBO Max or both. Um, And it's, I've only seen his parts, but they're so good. Uzo Duba is amazing. And of course, John Benjamin Hickey is one of our greatest actors. Yes. He is also uh, one of the leads in in a film called Sublet. Um, Aton Fox, who is who did um, Yossi and, and a few other movies, has this uh, this new film called Sublet that is so great. I believe it is on VOD now, and it'll be on streaming services going forward. But it is so sweet. It's such a good like. Um, it's like a queering of the of the you know, tra- like finding yourself in a travel situation movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's so good. He's fantastic i'm so glad to see him in leading roles and in such good ones i got to interview him uh for esquire it's up now friend of show john benjamin hickey we salute you we we always salute you. a true american hero i can't wait Absolutely. to see that movie when we saw the trailer mikey goes oh i mean mikey michael goes uh uh oh that feels real podcasty i mean like you're gonna talk about this you're gonna have the filmmaker you're gonna have the guy and i'm like well yeah yeah i bet we will I bet Sublet we is pretty podcasty. Yeah, it really is. It's a very sweet movie. Everybody go see it. Uh, what's happening with you? Uh, you know, I wanted to give a very belated shout out. Uh, Pride Month is over, um, but it's always Pride Month here at Homophilia. Obviously. Uh, our also friends of the show, The Ten Jewelry, my friends Shira and Dana, uh, makers of this chain that I'm wearing. It's called The Maddie. No big deal. Um, they have a collab with uh, Gender Nation, which is the organization uh, co-founded by also a friend of the show, Morgan Walsh. Um, and they they uh, donate LGBTQ plus affirming books to school libraries in California. Uh, a dream team, a dream uh, collab between these two. They have a pronoun collection of pieces you can get with um, your preferred pronouns. Oh. And, uh, you know, it, it benefits Gender Nation, obviously. So... Also, not a sponsor, but just wanted to give them some love. And yeah, absolutely. They, um, yeah. Yeah. Gender Nation is such a good organization. I cannot imagine how seismic it would have been in my life in grammar school just to have like a book that I could see myself in and not feel like 
uh, a, uh, a freak of nature. It would have saved me a few years of, uh, of bad shit. And I, I, I like that this next generation will uh, in some way be spared thanks to their hard work. Speaking of queer-affirming stories. Yes. This week's guest, Nikki oh Levy. What? Absolute gem. And uh, uh, she is the host of of Don't Tell My Mother, which is a, a live show that I've seen uh-huh. in L.A. that's so much fun. It's also a podcast. But she came here to talk about Owning It, which is the Audible original that she co-hosts with uh, beloved actress and activist Alexandra Billings from Transparent. Nikki is uh, just such a good time. We, such a good conversation. Love her. So glad absolutely we Absolutely love her. And, uh, and check out Owning It because she's got storytellers on there, including uh, Jen Cobra from Dead to Me, Bianca Del Rio, Harvey Come Guillen, Come uh, Shakina Nafak, who's been on the show. What? Chase uh, Strangio, who's the deputy director for transgender justice at the ACLU. Just an a all-star cast. Well. Come Absolute on. murderer's row of cool queer people on owning yeah. it. But Nikki herself is entertaining enough. That's right. Let's get into it. Your original. So says your your Dave, freshly drained tank. I shouldn't have done this in the closet. Now I'm just embarrassed. Well, I mean, you got text right behind your head. The I cruel irony that you are literally in the closet right now, given everything we're talking about in Pride Month, Nikki. It's, it's not lost closet. on me. How dare you? But you know what? It's super dikey of me because I'm actually renovating this closet myself. I am. Great. I'm painting it. Oh, wow. I'm I'm um I'm spackling a wall over here. Great. Impressive. Yeah. Have you so. always been like handy? No, I'm not handy. I'm just well, cheap. You sound like it. <laughs> not handy. No, I'm not handy. I'm just, uh, I mean, I, you bring in a handy person, you know, and uh, and first of all, I looked for a handy a handy woman, and I've only found handy men, and then I felt like I could do this by myself, so. I'm impressed. Right. It's more than I could yeah. ever do. I've never spackled a thing, nor should I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, let's talk about owning it. Um, okay. You and the great Alexandra Billings from Transparent host this Audible original, and you've got uh, amazing LGBTQ plus storytellers like Bianca Del Rio and Shakina Nafak, who has been on the show. We love her. Yeah, she's um, great. Tell us how this whole dream team came to be. Well, so owning it, this is the fourth like Pride special I've done with Audible. So in the before times, this was all live, and that was so fun, right? Because there's no editing. Like, I find great, brilliant, queer people uh, like Tam France has done it and Angelica Ross and, you know, just just wonderful people. Lance Bass did it. Um, He's so great. And he's having twins, by the way. I'm like, holy shit. What? Did you guys know this? He's having twins. He's having twins. He's using the same fertility center that I'm using. Wow. Yes. Did you run into him there? How did you I even did. find that out? Are you? I, is this is this Dish? No, it's not Dish. He posted a video last week about that he's having twins. He basically made like uh, a short film horror movie. They're coming, and he tagged uh, he tagged my fertility place. Huh. And so yeah, I, I don't want it, twins ever. But he's having them. So anyway, he and I hosted the first ever Audible special. We had so much fun. 
um, Frank DeCaro, who you guys have had too, yes. was in it. It was just it was just Zeke Smith, who I think has been on the show, right? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, just yeah. it was wonderful. And then we did it. We also we we did it, you know, live in L.A. And you know, Audible would record it, and then Lance and I jumped in the studio, and you know, we do the host bits, and it was great. And then the next year, I did it with Tan France, and same thing. We did our bits in a studio. It was great. We recorded the whole thing live. You know, Alexandra Billings and Shangela were in that one, and it was great. And uh, and then jumped to this year where nothing is live. Right. The only live part of this is that Alexandra and I both had gotten vaccinated um, at the same time, and so we're like, we we've got to go in studio and do this to do our hosting together because both, neither right. of us had left the house. So we did yeah. that, but everything else was recorded in people's closets. So like Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows, he was in Canada shooting. Uh, I, do you guys know him? I, I know who he oh, is. I'm a fan. What he's yeah. fan, he's fantastic. He's he's just wonderful, and he was shooting Zoe's extraordinary playlist. So he was in Canada. Bianca Del Rio was in Palm Springs. Um, uh, Jen Kober, I think, was in like New Orleans. Uh, Shakina was in New York. This is the first special, and Chase Strangio was in was in Brooklyn. So it was the the first special where, like, instead of you getting on stage and telling a story and making an ass of yourself and having a good time, and and you're done, and that's it, right? We just get it. It's it, it's good, and that's it. It's done. It was like it was a it was a production. It was everybody right. in their closets all over the country recording gay stories from the closet. I love it. Like where I, I am right now. I, I'm telling you, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm ready for life to come back to normal. Yeah. However, this whole thing of like being able to ask anybody to be on your show anywhere in the world is kind of awesome. You know, I don't, I don't, I, doing live shows, of course, I love and I miss. But now when we, when we put them together, it's like, yeah, why don't, why shouldn't our musical guest come from London? You know what I mean? Like, why can't why can't people just be showing up from wherever? I, I like the era of the live streamed concert. So do I. This I is. I, you, I hope these things hang on. I'll be totally honest. Like, uh, as a big extrovert, I had a mm -hmm. rough time over the summer. I'm like, this is this yeah. is horrible. Super depressed. Just could not get my shit together. And after that, after I got out of that, I'm like, I don't want life to go back to normal. I like that yeah. I get to, I like that I get to hang out with you guys and like you don't know if I brush my teeth. I, I actually didn't yeah. brush my teeth. You know what I mean? Like I put makeup on, okay. but and it's like what? I don't know. There's something very that feels very safe about this, and and it also feels like yeah. I know the world has gotten smaller, but it also feels like the world has gotten so much bigger. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of looking at it. I, it's interesting. I I thought that you were going to say because you are such a like maven of live live performance yeah. like you know you've done this show um don't tell my mother for years before this i assumed you were going to be like fuck this fuck zoom i get me back into the the real world but i i think i'm yeah. sick of the sound so let me just also caveat by saying i'm absolutely full of hormones right now because on Wednesday, yeah. my wife and I are getting an embryo transfer. So I cannot, oh, I, I have never had more, I have more hormones in my body than like 12 teenage people. I don't, I don't know. Full, full of hormones. So maybe I'm just, maybe yeah. that's the place I'm coming from right now. I've been shooting up my little tushy for like three weeks. So. Wow. I know. I know. It's very, it's all very gay. So, um, 
I, I do, no, Matt, I, I do miss live shows. There is nothing better than a real comedy show, honestly. And the truth is, like, you don't need to do 10 takes when you're on stage because you know this. Like, you, you both know this. Like, the, the, the audience is the adrenaline. And, like, yeah. if you – can you curse here? Fuck yeah. I forgot. Okay, yeah, okay, great. So if you fuck up, there's actually more fun in that, right? You fuck up, you're yeah. like, oh, man, yes. I fucked that up, right? And then the audience is like, yes, you got it. And then – that is actually joy and so doing this special in the before times was so much easier but you're limited right. to who's in la who's not working yeah. you know god knows where in the world and uh and i'm excited for that to happen but i don't want to do an i don't want to do a live show until it feels really safe because i would never want to bring talent or an audience into something that just feels you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've been ready to just burst back into the world, but right before really? you signed on, Dave told me a harrowing story about someone who was fully vaccinated and then got the contracted the Delta variant and got very sick from it. The the one thing that we're all being assured is not going to happen. Happened. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, in, in fairness, yes. In fairness, this it, it did involve a trip to Georgia where people are kind of not, you know. But keeping still. it as tight as the rest of us have been. But so, it wasn't a trip to Brazil. Um, no. Right. No. No. But, I mean, in this day and age, it may as well have been. It, I, no, so, I yeah, I mean, there is there is this other little brush fire that we need to kind of need to sort of take care of. And then, yes, then get me back. But get then, me back. Then I really, is that how you feel? It. Yeah, okay. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I mean, I maybe not. Who knows? Maybe I'll hate it. I, no, I don't think you will. I mean, I've been venturing out. I've been going out to like restaurants, you know, like I'm going to Palm Springs next week. I cannot wait. You've no, Great. I cannot Great. wait, cannot wait to get out. But there is something like I really love small spaces. Like I love small spaces. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I, I just do so much work from this closet. <laughs> I just, just do so much work here. Like it just feels very yeah. intimate to be with you. Yeah. It, yeah, honestly, I feel, I feel as though I'm in your closet with you. You are. Um, what have you been uh, consuming, pop culture wise, during this? I will tell of you. Um, I'm not going to say Mayor of Easttown because everybody says it, and honestly, I was late to the party, but it's fantastic. Okay. I'll just say that. I'm, that you, is my. You can say it if you want, because I'm ready to talk. Oh, okay. Dave, you haven't watched it. That's it's my Lord video. I just, I, I everyone says it's great. <laughs> I just haven't done it. Okay, um, I'm five. I think five episodes in. So I'm. I don't okay. want to say. I don't. I don't want to spoiler alert. But I'm five episodes in. So something major has happened. Um, there is a show on HBO Max, or is it HBO Max? I think it is called Veneno. Oh yeah. You guys know this show? Everyone's raving about Veneno. Holy shit! It yeah. is like. Oh my god! It takes place in Spain. For anybody who doesn't know, it takes place in Spain. It's about this famous you know trans like prostitute turned kind of like celebrity and like it's like in two or three different time periods and it's like magical realism i mean it is gorgeous it's not just a good story it's awesome mj rodriguez wow. okay. actually is the one who turned me on to it because she posted on instagram and i was like huh and then i finally got around to it and i'm like this is brilliant right i gotta put it into the queue guys put it into the queue and then uh, I actually just finished a book that you guys have talked about on this podcast, and I didn't 
read it because you talked about it. I read it because I'm a fan of hers and I just like her and she's done Don't Tell My Mother. But I just read Casey Wilson's, oh, I say read, I did the audiobook of Wreckage of My uh-huh. Presence. It's fantastic. Nice. It's fantastic. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. It's brilliant. I agree. And, and on Audible, like, they have me, like, do a creator pick. So, like, I get to pick, like, three three books that I love. And that was my first one. I think four books that I love. That was my first one. I loved it. I just thought it was, yeah. like, surprisingly, like, surprisingly vulnerable. Like, I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite thing about it was that it's like there are so many comedy memoirs and it would be so easy for it to just be like a sort of a cutesy like here are my showbiz tales. But it, it, it's it so be. raw and um, and there's so much stuff in there about grief and her anger and, you know, motherhood and stuff. But it's also, of course, hilarious. And there is some fun dishy, you know, elements to it. But yeah. I'm very yeah, and, biased, but it is a I know, I know. Book. And then the reveal about her mom at the end, which kind of wasn't surprising, but, but was her. Because I was actually, not to get too inside baseball, but, like, I talk to people about their mothers all day, right? Like, all, all yeah. the podcast is don't, not the Audible special, but the podcast is don't tell my mother. It comes from, like, just having, a, just a, honestly, like, a way too codependent relationship with my mom. Really. Yeah. Just to the point where when I left for college, it was like, I left to go to the Midwest and I'm from Queens because I just had to get, I had to get away from, from her, from, um, the really, really complicated divorce that my dad and my mom were going through. And I just needed to kind of like be my own person. And I remember reading or listening. I always say reading, but I don't really read much. I just listen, listening to the book. uh, I remember kind of being envious of like having a mom like that. I was like, wow, like, I want a mom who works for the equal rights, you know, the ERA and who does, I don't know, like, wow, who's such a go-getter and seems to have her shit together. And, and I love my mother, but that's just not my mother. And I remember being yeah. kind of listening to this book and saying, wow, like it would have, how cool would it have been if I got the modeling that I, I wish I got, honestly, it's, I'm dealing with that. I'm in my head a lot lately about, about motherhood and wishing yeah. that I had learned things that I didn't. And and then that there's a reveal at the end that I don't I don't I don't want to give away, but it sheds light on things and it made me remember because I easily forget that Nikki, like you know, don't compare your insides to someone else's outsides. Yeah, yeah. So where are you mentally and emotionally about your own uh, preparations for motherhood? Well, so six years ago, I froze embryos. Um, so an embryo, because a lot of people actually don't realize this, it's a it's a fertilized egg. So I went to go right. fr- freeze eggs, and because I'm gay, they said, is there a 25% chance or more that you'd want to get sperm, like, from someone that you're with? Mm. And I was like, you know, you know, having a baby is beautiful, and, you know, how that naturally happens for me is just not as beautiful, and I probably no. And they said, well, you should freeze embryos. So I picked a donor and I did it and I got seven embryos. Like, Great. Wow. Yeah. So like little seven little dwarfs and, uh-huh. and they're chilling literally in Beverly Hills. And, uh, and then I got married a couple of years ago and I don't know, it's just, you know, it's the time to, to do it, I guess. And so I'm feeling, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling 
excited but nervous and I think like you know like I'm a little over 40 and I feel like hey I, I like my life like, I, li I yeah. like my life you know I, I like to work when I want I love to get boba when I want I love to hang out with my wife and watch TV late at night you know like I, I, I'm a pretty live, live a pretty flexible exist I have a dog you know but um but it's like holy shit like do I want to give all of that up but uh, this is the time to do it yeah so when so I've been taking all these shots in my stomach in my butt this has been an eight month preparation period um, eight months of supplements not eight months of shots but oh, right. um so many shots guys like I was up so early to take a shot this morning and uh and my wife records them so she takes a shot like of tequila and I take a shot in my in my ass and, um <laughs> I don't know. One day we'll. That's beautiful we'll, solidarity. One day we'll cut it into a video or something. And I'm usually naked when we take them because it's like you have to pull your pants. So it's like I'm just gonna start with my pants off. Like I don't know how, but what I'm gonna cut this into. But anyway, so um, so Wednesday is the day, and they they put. I go to the doctor. I don't know if they're gonna let her come because of COVID. And oh I go yeah. To the, I know. I know. Nobody's. Meaning they 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 told you we we don't know if she can come. Like we'll let you know the day of. I think they're going to let me know on Tuesday, tomorrow, um, because yeah, of... tomorrow's the 15th, and, that, and that's oh, right. the new, Thing, the new age be begins. Right. Exactly. But we were just saying, we don't know what that means. I don't either. I hope it means that my wife could come. Yeah. I hope so, too. Yeah. And then once the... You, after Wednesday, what... If, assuming that it all goes well, what is the best case scenario like timeline? Okay, so what they at you guys really want to know this? Is this even interesting? Yeah, okay. I, it is to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't want to bore anybody with baby shit before I even have the baby. That's like my biggest fear as a mother, by the way, is falling into that trap of talking about this baby stuff all the time. Um, so they asked us, Dr. Chang, she's the best. She asked, "Do you want to put in a single best embryo or more than one embryo?" because there's seven well more than one it's just you know it's statistics right i'll have a better chance of getting pregnant but i also have a better chance of having multiple kids right guys yeah. i'm not i'm not ready for that okay. so if you you're if you just do one you know if it goes well then you are pregnant with one if it doesn't you are, how, how big of a setback is it in terms of <laughs> like the hormones and stuff if i don't get pre i mean I, I hope it works i really really do so uh, if I if it works, I'm pregnant, right? And I'll know like I'll know when I'm in Palm Springs. I'll know like six to eight days later. I'll take a pregnancy test, like a teenage girl, and I'll be like, "Holy shit!" You know. Um, yeah. If it doesn't work, I'm back to doing the shots again. So like it all okay. starts over again. Yeah. And 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 I'm nervous, and I'm I'm nervous. I mean, I'm nervous, but. I also, like, I'm nervous for no, I'm nervous for yes, but I'm also like, I don't really, like, I'm hoping it takes because I don't want, I don't like needles. I don't either. I, it, it is amazing to, I mean, my, mo, most of my friends are women. I'm also over 40. So I have been sort of on the sidelines of this process a few times. And really? it is shocking to me how quickly someone who has a terror of needles as I do is just like, no, fuck it. This is what I got to do. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. The first time it took 19 minutes for me to jab myself. I mean, 19, because I know it because I was radio recording. It's like 19 minutes. And then like the next day, it was like 13 minutes. And this morning, I did it under five. Wow. That's and growth. it's big. It's big, That's guys. progress. Yeah. 
I Oof. say like gay or straight, wow. if you want to have a baby, somebody's got to get poked. And it is not a joke, guys. Not a fucking That's right. joke. That's right. You guys mm. don't have kids, do you? Nope. Nope. Do you want? Dogs. Dogs. Same. I do not. Matt. I am agnostic, uh, but I am engaged and to someone who does. So <laughs> I think the writing is on the wall. That we're, they're, they're in the wow. future. Although I do feel like, is it bad that I've said this so many times in like a recorded uh, medium that I don't want kids? Where this kid could someday look, I hope that they are not bored enough to scroll through the archives of homophilia. But anyway. No, but I'll, it will change your life in a way that will probably, you know, retroactively make you want them you're you're you know this is you're projecting into the future you you know yeah you don't know what the experience will be like I, maybe I, it'll be great i get what i get what you're i saying, don't want though. them you do yeah. not why no. why not no uh i just i don't um i kind of just never did okay. i okay. i do uh, i do envision a late in life like foster situation oh well you know, that's, like, that's my kids. partner and i have talked about that like maybe yeah but like an older you know hard to place kid <laughs> Um, like a teenager maybe yeah but, wow. but honestly like anything any anyone you know anything that isn't a baby is is hard to place so yeah maybe maybe like a you know eight or nine or whatever um it's all speculation but i'm not i'm i'm just not in an emotional place for it i'm not in a uh-huh. financial place for it i'm just not like it's not I, and it also I has know. just never been a thing that i want so because no, i don't want I it. it and yeah. because you know it it it's I, I don't know that uh, the world needs an, uh, another ambivalent parent. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh huh. It's it's so. It, it, no, I get it. It's it's funny what you said, Matt. Because even when you asked me, like, how do you feel about this? I hesitated before. Do I? You know, it's almost like you know how sometimes you speak something into existence, or you worry you do. Like, I have mm-hmm. been so honest about being afraid and. Uh, and now I'm like, okay, Nikki, it's two days away. Like, get your shit together. <laughs> like, pull it yeah. the fuck together. And so now I actually felt bad being honest. And I almost think what I should be doing is being like, yes, it's great. I'm totally ready. But that's bullshit. That's bullshit, too. So, yeah. yeah. I, I know I'll be a good mom, though. And I don't mean to say oh, I'll be a good mom. But I, I do know that because I am so maternal. I'm so maternal to my dog. I'm a huge dog, dog mom. You know, I'm so maternal. But I almost think, like... I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like when you hit 40, don't you feel like, or do you feel like you just, I don't know, start to f- either get set in your ways or just like become happy with where you are or I don't know, something changes, yeah. I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, big time. And But also I, I'm sure that you have conversations all the time with other women who are at somewhere on a pregnancy journey and they no one feels ready very rarely does someone feel ready regardless of their age regardless of their you know stage of life but then like i have like one friend who recently had a baby uh pretty much on her own and she has a partner but she really did this alone and she's like was dying to have a kid did it like there was like nothing stopping her and then i'm like oh i should be like her yeah right like but but you're right i mean like anything it's complicated and we don't like i don't know what i don't know and and i and i hope that i am gonna be by the way i have to tell you dave it looks like adam rippon is over your head whoever that picture Uh, is i just keep thinking robbie williams is over my head okay okay it's just every time i look at it i feel like it's adam rippon with a turtleneck 
He does have an yep. Adam Rippon uh, <laughs> He really ha- does. He does. It's weird. He's giving I'm you like, that effect. Yeah. High and tight. Um, what is your uh, relationship with your mother looking like now? So my mom is super loving. I was her best friend. I was like pretty much her husband, right, growing up. That's kind of how you uh-huh. think about it. And then I think I rebelled and just like kind of pushed pushed away and did that for a really long time um yeah and my mom is someone who's she's you know she's she was a chemist so she's she's just really eccentric she's very eccentric and needs a lot of love and needs a lot of attention and like so do i it's not good so so and then of course you know when someone is that needy i don't know about you but like then i tend to withhold a little like oh you need so much attention you need to like oh i'm not gonna do that so I've been doing morning pages. Cut two, I've been doing morning pages, okay? Because I'm doing the artist Great. way. In an acting Great. class. We love do it. You guys, do you guys do the morning pages or have you? I've, I've taken a few swings at it. It's okay. never yeah. stuck for me. Dave, you do it You do it properly, I think, right? I do. I've done the morning pages for 25 years. <gasps> uh, I've never made it past like week four of the actual artist way, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I just finished three pages every day. Total. Real? Wow. Okay. Does it has it changed you? Has it changed your life in the way you think? Um, yeah, well, when I first started it, it definitely did. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, okay. you know, it got me from um, well, my life moved from uh, you know, a regular job job to the entertainment world. Yeah. Um, and and it has it has helped it's helped sort of um, it's meditative and it helps kind of get me moving in a in a specific direction first thing in the morning um i find that it is uh it is important that your own voice be the first voice you hear in the morning and not like not twitter and not a not the news or whatever just take a half an hour for yourself then you can get into all that shit and you're a little more centered but yeah no honestly i think it has been very helpful i really do well i i love it too and it has been kind of surprisingly helpful so i was writing yeah. last week and or two weeks ago maybe two or three weeks ago and i um i was writing about my mom you know and i, I was right. feeling angry at her and i don't even remember why by the way who the hell knows why who knows right. i don't know she didn't pay her taxes and i found that out. like i'm just like oh my god like i yeah oh, so i got up and i started writing and um and what i ended up writing about first i start really angry you know I was like angry, like why can't she ever shit together? Why? And I hope my mom does not hear this podcast, but she doesn't really know how to listen to podcasts, so I think we're fine. So then I was like, you know, I just wish she wouldn't be so needy, and I just wish she would just have her own self confidence, and she wouldn't need it from elsewhere. And then I'm like, okay, I wish I was not so needy. I wish I wouldn't need my self confidence. You're right, and like all the things I don't like about myself. And then, and then I started writing, and I said, you know, like my wife, who's so wonderful I just she's wonderful I'm like when she's insecure about shit I never withhold I would never make her feel bad like she hates talking in public and she has to sometimes talk in big groups for her job she's in marketing Mm -hmm. but I never would be like Scarlett you're whatever you should you're right don't even try I'm like always like you're doing a great job let's work on it together right and then we work on it together and she's getting better and I'm so proud of her and I'm like so 
why why am I treating my mother completely differently? Why am I withholding? Why am I saying things to poke at the bear and make her feel worse? Like, how is that going to help? Any Literally, how is that going to help? And that's actually pretty cruel. Yeah. And I never, I, I don't know, I never realized that. So twofold. I mean, one, I realized, Nikki, like, if you don't like that about her, then fix your own shit. You know, like, I wish I was a little bit yeah. of a stronger person. And I think I seem strong on the outside, but I, I'm such a, I'm so sensitive. It's, you know, I'm so sensitive. And that's probably why I talk to people for a living. You know, I can connect like that. But but the other more important thing I took away is, Nikki, if you want your mom to feel better about herself, you could actually play a small part in that. Mm. And it's kind of changed things the last couple of weeks. It's very strange. I won't jump it down her throat. I'll be like, Mom, it's great that you're online, starting to online date. Mom, that's wonderful. Like, God, build someone up. Nobody needs to be teared down. It was It was just like... I don't know. I just realized it from this writing one time. And how has it been received? I haven't said anything to her like, hey, mom, I wrote this thing. But it just feels like a closer relationship and like I'm less angry. Well, that's a pretty it, good endorsement for the morning pages. Yeah. I mean, they haven't all been that revelatory. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know if that if you relate to that at all. But big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and, you know, I, I, it's funny. The artist way has come up for me so many times and recommended me so many times. And the thing that has always kept me away from it is knowing that there is a, a week, a stage at which you are supposed to not read anything. And that's what I, and I know that I can't do it. So it, it keeps me from even cracking mm. the book. Huh. No, I, you're not. You I, have was, not I didn't even know that. that. I didn't yeah, know. am I am I making that up, Nikki? Have you got? You're to not. That I just stage? that's the no. week I just finished. It's the reading deprivate. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, you just oh. finished it. I just finished go. it okay. a week ago, and um, that 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 week. That's that's four, Dave. I think that's four, um, and it's called reading deprivation. But because of this was written before social media, you're not supposed to read Twitter or you know not supposed to scroll Instagram or Facebook or whatever else you do. You know, I would have to jump on Instagram for don't tell my mother right so for posting stuff i would have to jump on or see who comment i guess i didn't i don't have to but i i feel like that's work right and that's my job so i do that and then if i start to scroll i stop myself i stop myself and same thing with facebook if i have to post something but i don't scroll and of course a bunch of times i started to and i was like oh shit stop scrolling but i'll tell you something matt there have actually been times this week that i've revisited um revisited that reading deprivation because mm. the the whole idea of, of the reading deprivation i guess is that like as creative people we tend to fill ourselves with other people's creative stuff right like i love to read like i told you i read casey's book i'm, I'm reading two other books simultaneously you know i've finished casey's but now i'm reading this other book that i love called what got you here won't get you there like i just i love to read so but it allowed me to have my own thoughts and also it allowed me to not do the compare and despair shit mm. on social media, which, you know, is just really a shit storm, I think, for everybody. It, it helped me, I think, feel a little more, I don't know, composed, I guess. It's not a word I would usually use, but something. I'm, I'm picking up what you're laying down. You know, you are you are making the artist's way sound a lot less terrifying. Uh, I knew nothing across the of board. the uh, don't read anything week. 
I think it's week four. I think it's the week I, I think that's what it was. Well, then I've made it to week three. You've uh, made it. Last <laughs> years. Um, and it's that's so enough. You can have your own thoughts. And that's fine. Okay. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. right? Like you, I've, tried, yeah. I've tried it before, too. Now I'm actually sticking to it because there's like a cadre of people sticking to it. You are, you are married for how many years now? Two years. We're married for okay. two years. We got married right bef- a little before the pandemic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and how was how was pandemic married life? You know, I actually in? still like her. The hormones wow. are making life Great. tough in general for me. But sure. <laughs> no, she's. Uh, you know, I I've only been married once. I never lived with anyone until Scarlett. Um, I kept thinking I was the problem for relationships, and then I realized no, I just didn't meet the right person. Yeah. You know, when people are like, oh, you're so difficult. And you're like, it's like, no, maybe you guys are just wrong. And I'm and my guts right. How about that? How about that one? Well done. Like, how about that song? You know what I mean? Like, play that. How about I'm original? Yeah. I should have worn this. There's a tank top hanging behind. I should have worn it, but I wore a cute little shirt I bought it on Amazon. You did wear a cute shirt. Love it. Love it. Love it. Right? Um, how did you and Scarlett meet? We met on a queer women's dating app called Her. I should really be sponsored by all of these things. I'm not, but I should be. It's called Her. I was driving home from Passover at uh, Ringo Starr's manager's house. This is this is a very Hollywood story. I'm driving home yeah, through is. Bel Air. Yep, this is where I go for all my all my Jewish holidays. And she and I had matched on this this app, and she I think she called me. And um, something about her voice, it's actually good I'm telling this story. For myself, it's good. Uh, something about her voice, like, settled. Are you guys anxious people or not mm, as? Yes. Okay. So something about her voice sort of settled settled my heart a little. Like, it almost yeah. clicked. Something like, like a little puzzle piece clicked into place. And we had one day, and I was like, oh, she's cute. But, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm not. And, uh she was very different than anybody I ever dated and I think I was ready I was ready for someone kind and stable and balanced I almost like had been through so many relationships that I knew what I wanted but I also knew what I didn't want right right yeah and you do have to go through those in order to uh, figure out what you don't want and so does that mean that pre-Scarlet you were dating people who were not so kind and not so stable? I stayed in a relationship with a woman with two kids because the sex was amazing, but like everything about the relationship was crazy, which makes sex good often, right? Like it's a crazy sure. person. It's a crazy yeah. person. Yeah. Um, but that was, the, but, but it's like sex is not, how, how, what, what percentage of sex is a relationship? Honestly, really in, in a good relationship long-term relationship i don't mean the first year or even six months i would be afraid to put a percentage on it but i I know where you're headed you know it's different when it is a non-relationship and there's something toxic about it and there's a lot of drama involved it's different the sex is different it's absolutely night and day and and so it's just night it's just it's it's all night it's only a dark dark it's a dark night relentless night and um mm-hmm. and that's when i froze the embryos by the way when i was in a relationship with someone with two kids and i was like fuck this shit i'm never wow. this is never gonna last 
I am too scared to get out of it because I was, I don't know, I was like, I'm 35, I can't get out of this, I'll be alone. All that shit that women are told and what we tell ourselves, by the way. And, but I knew I wanted to have kids and just not with her. And I didn't, I, I knew my window was closing and I wanted to just like prop it, like throw like a newspaper in it, just like, just a little bit, like creak it open a little. So that's what I, so, so I, I, I did the whole, I mean, I'm going to sound like a very bad person. Do you want to know something that I did? Please. Please. Okay. I mean, it's not terrible, but so I was still in this relationship, but I picked this firm myself. I did everything, but I wasn't clear that like, okay, this is done. Like, I'm not going to be with you. And when it came time to sign papers, um, you know, they said, uh, you know, it says you have a partner and I didn't, and I purposely signed it the day before because she was taking me to get the procedure, uh, the uh, embryo, uh, the retrieving my eggs. Mm -hmm. And so I purposely signed it the day before I went to the, to the thing and I signed it the day before. So I wouldn't have to deal with that conversation on the day. And they actually called me because they were so lovely at this place and at SCRC. And they were like, hey, I know you have a partner, but their name isn't on here. And I was like, I appreciate you asking me, but I only want my name on it. And wow. uh-huh. And now, you know, look, you know, and then it's like, you know, now Scarlett's name is obviously gonna, is on everything. But I was too much of a pussy to like end it and then move on. It was just like, I'm going to have my cake and eat it too because I can't. Mm. I'm a people please. So that's, yeah, it's crazy, guys. Guys, it's crazy. Adam Ripley. But the resolution crazy. of this situation is very good. Wednesday. Wednesday. You know, there's, a, this is a whole other area of life I would love to ask you about, which is work. Um, sure. You know, because you are this rare breed, because you're also a film executive. I just so, left in December, but yes, for 20 oh, years. Oh, I didn't it was. know this. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, yeah. congrats. So, th th so that that your that chapter is closed? It's not it's not closed. I'm still on my projects at NBC. Okay. But I I didn't want to be an executive anymore. Yeah, well, because it was fascinating to me that you were on these two like from the outside, seemingly divergent paths where you're yeah, a, a sure. creative and you're a, a writer, performer, and also, you know, a very legit exec. But yep. so so part of leaving was that you, you do really just want to be on the one path. Yeah, you know, so I was doing scripted content TV at NBC for a long time. And then before that, I was doing movies at Fox. Like I, I've done a lot of scripted stuff. And uh, I am not that interested in scripted stuff. <laughs> I'd be so serious. Like, I, I'm grateful that I did it for so long. I really am grateful, honestly, because I don't think I could have launched Don't Tell My Mother with the kind of amazing talent we've had without those relationships. I just, I just don't. I don't. Because, like, what, you know, why would some, why would wonderful people agree to do it if, like, oh, hi, I'm doing this show, hi. So, like, it was helpful to do what I loved, but the truth is when I started doing Don't Tell My Mother and actually working with people on their real stories, and we would work together, like, I work with people on their stories. It's not just like, oh, hey, do it. It's like, I dig in with them just like I do on my, with my screenwriters. It, it is so much more rewarding. What's not rewarding is the money. That I will be very honest about. Like, I... I left scripted once uh, and I went back. Actually, mm. I left twice and I went back. I left twice and I went back. Mm. 
So this the third time's a charm. I don't. I, I think it's the charm because at this point, I like I've done it. I'm still on the projects that I have, but I, I am so much more interested in like I'm so much more interested in real life than having to come up with stuff from whole cloth. Right. And and I guess I part of me is like, hey, should I have done this from the beginning? You know, should I have? Because I was never a very, like, exec, exec person, you know? I just, I'm not good at, like, the jargon. I don't really like rules. It really it really makes me mad. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, I don't see you, like, doing too much, like, ass kissing with agents and stuff. I can't do it. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I feel like I've had a big life change. Like, I've done that thing because it would bring me a stable income. And it was like, you know good job Nikki like good job to have but it just like always felt like I was wearing clothes that weren't mine hmm. wow I know the feel I mean I have had so Tell many me. jobs like that and what and it was such a struggle for me to to be on these two divergent paths where there was like the money job and then there was the creative stuff and like Thankfully, the last few years that has sort of, you know, cleared away. But um, but it's it's interesting. It sounds like that even when you were wearing both hats, that it wasn't actually as different as it might have seemed from the outside. It feels like when I was an executive and really I was in that job for a very long time at different places, um, I actually, I don't know if, I mean, you you would probably know this, but I actually didn't really get to be very creative because if we're talking about the artist way, it's about like, you know, being a shadow to creative people. I was helping other people tell stories, um, scripted stories. So not really, not their own stories actually ever. But, um, but you know, I'm helping to push that boulder up the hill. Hmm. It's, it feels like, it feels like I'm very removed from it and it doesn't feel like it's touching my heart. I can't explain it, but... But then when I started doing my own stuff, it felt like I was actually able to like explore myself and help out, like be of service to other people, but feel like I was being fed by that. So it, it, it actually kind of was different because on one hand I'm working at a studio and I'm, you know, I'm putting a movie together or a show together and like who you are really has nothing to do with that. Who I am doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter at all. My story, who cares? Nobody cares. But then when I go and I do my own thing and I get to tell my stories or work with people on their stories, I feel like I actually do have a fingerprint. Like there's there, I actually, there's a reason I'm there. I feel like as an executive, there are some that are unbelievable, by the way. There are some producers that are so phenomenal and they are amazing at steering this ship and they stay invisible. I don't want to be invisible. I don't like being invisible. And honestly, every single time, Matt, that I've tried to be, when I was at Imagine, you know, you have to be invisible. It was so uncomfortable. Like, it just felt... I tried so many times to make those jobs fit me. Or really, to make me fit them, truly, is what it was. Yeah. And I'm grateful for them. I was good at them. I made good stuff. I'm proud of... I worked on Frost Nixon. I got Emmy or the Academy Award. I mean, I'm proud of it. But it always felt like when I was on stage or I was helping someone with their story or you know, performing or whatever, that actually was like the reason I was put on this earth. Not to like come to a big building with a key card. Right, right. Not Aren't to you... have like endless generals all day. I would imagine that was 
big part of your life. Endless I think that every time I generals. have one, I'm like, this was exhausting for me. What is it like for the person who has to do this, like like a day of speed dating with writers? Are, aren't you writing on Keenan now? Yes. Did I make that up? That yeah. is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. I've only watched one episode, so I apologize, and I have to watch more. It was the pilot, and I loved it. I thought it was great. I've been yeah. buried in, you know, other shows right now. No, I, there are too many. I, I, I get it. No, it I'm was. I'm so proud uh, of you. Thank you. It was such a um, such a uh, dream job, and uh, now we're just kind of waiting to see what happens with season two. That's not your first TV job, though. Not at all. No, I I, I wrote on. Heather's and um, this show, Bajillion Dollar Properties, that was on CISO. RFP. Yes! And and before that, I was on the writer's assistant track. So I was a writer's assistant when I was, like, honestly too old to be a writer's assistant. Okay. Just in terms of, like, the dynamics of the room were a little... And everybody was so lovely to me, but, you know, it makes you more self-conscious when, when you're like, oh, I should have done this when I was 24, you know, and now I'm not. This was all, of course, in my head, and the what I learned from it was invaluable. But all I'd say, because before that, the first 10 years of my time in L.A. were me being an actor in giant air quotes, which was just <laughs> me being, like, a personal assistant to celebrities yes. and being a huge like drunk slut uh, at Santa Monica and Robertson. To I sort love of, you. you. I know, love you. Uh, I miss Santa Monica and Robertson, Matt. I, I do, do miss too. that. I do too. Can I we do have too. I don't. I don't miss that. Please, please. Okay. Nothing I'd rather do. I'm in a much better headspace you. about it now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You know, at the time it was uh, it was a, a <laughs> big source of escape from my you know awful day jobs but um i don't even know what the point of this ramble was no no, no i'm interviewing no, no. you what are we doing okay but i asked you about the thing by the way heathers i'm friends with melanie i loved heathers and i wished it had continued but you know melanie i me too of course yeah, yeah yeah what a star she's the best um she's the best but um yeah yeah she's she's wonderful that show was great but no it it see i'm happy that it's that it's converging i feel like in December when I left NBC, I I have this, like, rebirth. I swear to God, I it is a rebirth. It's a rebirth. And I know what you mean because I, I asked myself, should I have – why didn't I do what I loved when I was 24, right? Why yeah. 24 when I moved here? Like, why did I get on this, like, track? I got on the track because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. I thought that was a good idea. And you know what? It was a good idea. It was a good idea. But Yeah, because you do have relationships that I'm sure will help you on the track that you are on that you wouldn't have had otherwise great relationships I mean, as you said yourself and, and honestly great now like i like f for like when i work with talent first of all i love working with talent and i'm can i hate to say this and i'm going to say it too i know you're a writer but i look at you like talent i'm not really into working with writers i don't find them to be as interesting i love working with talent so like on the podcast it's it's talent that i have like it's talent when i say yeah, talent yeah, i mean yeah. actors personalities on the audible special it's ta it's talent except uh, a big you know uber lawyer from aclu but he but he's his own you know amazing entity but to me they're so interesting because people that are actors and performers like they can make a story of like you know i don't know getting razor burn on their underarms interesting whereas a writer jesus christ like if they're telling a story about rescuing 10 cats from a burning building i want to tweeze my goddamn pubic hairs out one by one i'm just so over it 
So I I even realized like I was like working with the wrong set of people. <laughs> I don't know what I was where this was coming from, but I do feel like I'm finally like home and it it's like okay. I probably should have done this like 10, 15 years ago, but what are we going to do, you know? What are we going to do? But also like the stories that you're telling now and the stuff that you're drawn to is is richer because you had a whole life before this as opposed to being someone who just popped out of college and did a year at the UCB and now you're ready to t- take over the world, you know? I do know. I sort of wish I did do that though. I know, and I, as do I, but there are a million of people doing that. And you just got to be glad with the paths that we're on. When I was um, in high school, I was a candy striper. (laughs) Wow. I was a candy striper at a hospital, okay? And, like, the other candy stripers, like, they – and, you know, it's called a candy striper because you wear this, like – it looks like a candy stripe. Like, it's red and white. You wear this, like, smock, okay? That's that's initially why I was going. So it was at a hospital. And – um. And but I got put in like the publicity because I wore like heels to the interview, you know, and I got put in like the publicity thing. So I didn't even have to wear the smock. And I realized like so there's always this like, but I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but thing where it's like, no, but I'm creative and kind of crazy and fun. But like there's this like weird exec thing going on. Like, you know, I didn't even have to wear the candy striper suit, Matt. (laughs) I don't know. Is that good? I don't know. There's everything you've been saying about clothes and the stuff you're wearing is just such a like rich metaphor for coming out everything you were saying about feeling like you were in someone else's clothes as an executive it sounds like you're talking about being in the closet that's really good i never thought of that and i don't even i'm not even like a clothes person that's the funny thing so that's but that's very yeah yeah but you were trying to fit yourself into a mold that was not right for you and it's very tiring yeah yeah. Well, I'm. I. I. I'm. Congratulations on oh, emerging from that like a cr- chrysalis. Is that the word? Yeah, like a yeah. caterpillar from a chrysalis. Yeah. Go you with the bio. <laughs> yeah. No. It's. It. It's. Um. It feels different. It feels different, and and there is a little bit of a coming out about it. Like, oh, I should be this, but like that doesn't feel good. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. Or maybe it one time felt good, you know, but like it's like we grow and change. So maybe something felt good and then like it doesn't feel good. And I, I know it's like it's scary. I mean, for me anyway, it's scary to think. But wait, that was I had a sponsor in Alan on like years ago be like, maybe you just shouldn't be in development. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You are not my sponsor anymore. I swear to God, I think it was that moment that I like stopped kind of communicating with Donna and Donna was lovely. It's like, what are you talking about? And then it's like, I had to realize, wait, wait, wait. But that's okay. We get to change our minds. We we, we, we actually get to do that. That is like yeah. a right, a human right. We get to change our minds at any fucking moment. Yeah. And and who knows how many more times we will change our minds, you know, after yeah. this. How many more caterpillar to chrysalises uh, to butterflies. You know, the, the, we'll have. We can do that over and over again. Yeah, totally. Um. Well... I, I am so glad I got to talk to you right now at this very uh, fortuitous moment. And, uh, you know, we will be thinking of you on when, by the time this comes out, um, you know, you will have already, Wednesday will have come and gone. And hopefully you can update us on uh, how it goes. You have Please to come do. on the podcast, by the way. You're oh, so God, fucking of course. Funny. You have to, for real. Anytime. Okay. I'd be honored. 
It's so fun talking with you and uh, let's get drinks in West Hollywood.